The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. We gather at this particular moment on Saturday, August the 6th, to celebrate the life, the light, the love, and the legacy of a stalwart, Sister Ira Bell Ray. And I do believe that as we engage in this call to worship, that God should be praised for 108 years of life and living. And so I don't know about you, but if you could, just as we give this call to, uh, call to worship, can you just put your hands together and thank the Lord that God has allowed for our sister to have such longevity of life. It does not negate the fact that we wish she could be here, but the Lord has called her from great labor to great reward. And of course, we come now and we with tears and yet a sense of joy and relief celebrate and commemorate that life. So I'm going to ask if you would bow your heads for a word of prayer as we sense and seek what God is going to do. And then Dr. Monica Redman will provide leadership as far as this worship moment is concerned. God, you are our source and strength and we come to you right now. Seeking your divine presence in this moment, in this place, in this space. Lord, we pray that as we prepare to uh, celebrate the life and the love and the light and the legacy of Sister Ira Bell Ray, that you will give us ears to hear what you will have to say through song, scripture, and sermon. We pray, oh God, that you will give us comfort through prayer. And through tributes, we pray, oh God, that you will give this family the peace that is so desperately wanted by your presence. And so, God, show yourself mighty and strong, even at this particular time, and we will bless your name for that. It's in the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. sure how you feel about it, but this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We ought to give God some praise right now. Oh, come on. 108 years is Idol Bell Ray lived amongst us, and we're excited today to be here to celebrate her and to celebrate her life, a life well lived. We will sing our opening song when we all get to heaven. And after we sing the opening song, we will invite evangelist Roshina Smith to read our Old Testament reading and evangelist Shamira Ray to read our New Testament reading. And they will be standing at that particular mic. Why don't you put your hands together for one more time and let us sing together when we all get to heaven.
loves will overspread the sky. But when traveling days are over, not a shadow, not a sigh. Oh, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be when we Trusting, serving every day. Just one glimpse of a heavenly glory will the toys of life repay. Oh, when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be when we. Sing and shout the victory on what to the prize before us. Soon his beauty will behold. Soon the pearly gates will open. We shall tread the streets of gold. Ah, when we all get to heaven. Praise the Lord, everyone. Praise the Lord, everyone. Amen. I'm going to be reading the um, Evangelist Rashina Smith. I'm a granddaughter of uh, Miss Ira Bell Ray. And I'm going to um, be sharp and spunky just like my grandmother. Amen. Um, I'm going to be reading the Old Testament. I'm going to read um, Psalms 23, where David reminds us that no matter what situation we're in, we still have a promise. So we still have a promise and we still have a reason to rejoice this morning. Amen. Because we know that we, our loved ones are resting. It's not an eternal thing. I mean, it's not where we won't be able to see them again. So we have a promise this morning. Let's go to the Old Testament, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Now, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. 
So right now, we have no reason to fear. God is with us right here. He's my personal shepherd. He's our personal shepherd this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord once again. I, too, am the granddaughter of Ira Bell Ray. I'm Evangelist Shamira Ray. I'll be reading John 11, verses 25 and 26. It's a valuable question at the end of this verse. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live, and whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Do you believe this? The answer should be yes. My grandmother believed this. So that is a reason for us to celebrate. Now, we are holiness Pentecostal when it comes to church. That's why we're so charismatic and forceful when we get to the mic. This is a homegoing and celebration of life. So I want us to remember where she's going and who she was in Christ. Like my sister said, she has a promise. And we want to obtain that promise one day because death has no sting. So do you believe this? He is the resurrection and the life. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for the reading of our scriptures today. Would you bow your heads for just a few moments? Let's go to God in prayer. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Lord, we come before you now in the most humble manner that we know how. And God, we... Before we ask you for a thing, we want to say thank you. Thank you, Father, for this day. And thank you, Father, for our lying down and our early arising this morning. God, we say thank you. Because when we look back over our lives, we realize, oh God, that if it had not been for you on our side, we would not be here today. So God, we pause and we say thank you. Thank you for being a kind father to us. Thank you for being a provider for us. Thank you, oh God, for being a giver. Thank you, God, for just being who you are in our lives. God, we pause today because we're here to celebrate the life of a wonderful woman. God, we thank you. <laughs> we thank you for Sister Arabelle Ray. God, we pause to say thank you for her life. Thank you for 108 years of life. God, thank you for 108 years of service. God, we thank you, oh God, because she didn't just come to church. She served the church. God, she even served the community. God, she served her family. And so, God, we just say thank you. 
thank you, oh God, that you you lent her to us for 108 years. And God, those have been wonderful years. And for that, we say thank you. Thank you, oh God, because you didn't have to do it, but you did. God, thank you that you lent her to us, but then you called her home. God, thank you for this homegoing celebration. We ask, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you continue to move up and down every aisle. We ask, oh God, that you would sit down in our praise and in our worship. Because, God, we know that we wouldn't be here if you had not spared our lives one more day. God, thank you for that. Thank you, oh God. It wasn't because of anything good that we did. But it was because of your mercy and because of your grace. And so, God, we say thank you today that you feel this atmosphere with your spirit, oh God. Feel this atmosphere with your Holy Spirit, oh God. Move up and down the aisle. And God, I pray for peace that surpasses all understanding. Oh God, I know tears are going to roll down our faces today because of the loss of our dear mother, grandmother, great-grandmother. But God, these are tears of joy. (laughs) They're tears of joy because she lived a wonderful life. She gave her life to you. And God, she shared that life with others. God, we say thank you. Oh God, thank you in the name of Jesus. Thank you in the name of Jesus for this son and this daughter. Oh God, I pray for them. I pray that you wrap your loving arms around them. Oh God, for these granddaughters, God, wrap your loving arms around them. Every family member that's in this building, wrap your arms around them, letting them know that they're never going to be alone. God, convince them that you're going to be right there by their side. Oh God, we feel you in the atmosphere right now. So God, we say thank you. Thank you that you're here. Thank you that you're going to be with us. You're going to be with us in the nighttime hour when tears are rolling down our faces. God, you're going to be with us in every circumstance of our lives. God, we say thank you for that. Oh, God, we pray in the name of Jesus that as you move around this sanctuary, oh, God, sprinkle peace and joy. Oh, God, there's no understanding. Why? We have smiles on our faces. This family is lifted today. It's because of your mercy and it is because of your grace. God, I thank you for being in our singing. Thank you, oh God, for being in our reading of scriptures. And God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you be with Dr. Scott as he stands to preach your word. Oh God, hold him up tight right now in the name of Jesus. Hold him up strong, God. God, use him in a powerful way. So much so, God, today, the preached word is going to go forward, but it's not going to come back to us void. But God, you promised that you would accomplish that which you please and prosper where you send it. Now, God, anoint the word. Anoint the preacher. And God, send the one that makes preaching and teaching easy. God, send your Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. And God, thank you. Thank you for sending the Holy Spirit. Because we know that when we leave here today, we're going to leave here leaping and jumping, knowing that we have been in your presence. Oh God, we give you glory. God, we give you glory right now for who you are. God bless us. Bless every song. God bless every red scripture. God, 
bless us today. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, come on, let's give God some praise in here. Come on, you can do better than that. Let's give God some praise in here. I didn't say give me praise. I said give God praise. If he's done anything for you, you ought to give him praise. Come on, if he's done anything for you, you ought to give him praise. Because we know if it had not been for the Lord on our side, we wouldn't be in here today. So we give God the praise. We thank him for who he is and who he has always been to us. We're going to sing another selection at this time. And after that, we will come back with our tributes. To God, we give the glory. You're the center of my joy. All that's good and perfect comes from you. You're the heart of my contentment, hope for all. the center of my joy when I lost my direction you're the compass for my way you're the light and far when nights are long and cold in sadness you are the laughter that shatters all my fears when I'm all alone your hand is there to hold oh You're the center of my joy. All that's good and perfect comes from you. You're the center of my joy. You are why I find a pleasure in the simple things in the life. You're the music in the meadows and the streams. The voices of 
the children, my family, and my home. You're the source and the finish of my heart. Yes, dream. Oh, Jesus. You're the center of my joy. All oh, that's good and perfect comes from you. tribute, someone from the Ray family, um, a family friend, and one of the grandchildren will come to this mic. Would you put your hands together for them as they come? Praise the Lord once again. 
They elected that, they being the children of Arabelle Ray, James Ray, and Martha Ray, um, gave me a few remarks to speak on their behalf. Uh, Martha wanted everyone to know that her mother indeed was a great mother. She always kept them on track. Um, she was a great provider. She was always there when she needed her. And she also instilled into her the foundation of being a solid Christian. She will be loved and missed forever by Martha Ray. James, her son, wanted everyone to know that he will miss his mother a lot. She was amazing, encouraging, um, a great provider, a mother that always showed up as well. He wanted her to know that she is amazing and she will be missed dearly, but he knows exactly where she is. Amen. And for myself, I had a lot of fun with my grandmother. If you were able to see some of the videos, you saw that I was the child that was always in her face. Um, I used to prank call my grandmother. Not ashamed of that because she had great responses and feedback for me. She was quick-witted, um, very strong. Even the doctor said um, to the time of her death that she was very strong to be her age, physically strong. Um, I love my grandmother, great sense of humor, um, great work ethic. I learned a lot from her, learning how to till a garden. People would look at me and not think that I was in a garden shucking corn and preparing for the winter time. So my grandmother was not a sluggard. She was the aunt they, they speak about in the word. So I'm happy to have been with her for my entire life. And I tell my kids, that's how long I'm going to be here to get on their nerves, 100 and plus years. Amen. Amen. Um, again, I'm um, her granddaughter as well. And I just want to take a few moments to uh, remember my grandmother, um, just some of the things that she has taught me and um, that I, um, are fun memories. I remember when... Um, after I got married, my grandmother shared with my husband um, some advice about raising our children. She told him that just remember that when you raise your children, that you're not raising them for yourself. You're raising them for other people. So make sure that when you're raising them, you're raising them, they can connect and get along and have relationship with other people, not just you two. So um, that was good advice. We took that to heart. My husband took that to heart. He still quotes that quite often today. And we share that advice with other people as well. I also remember my grandmother loved sweet tea. She would have a pitcher, um, a green pitcher in her refrigerator. And we didn't have sweet tea just on Sunday. We had sweet tea seven days a week. So we had sweet tea in that refrigerator um, seven days a week. I remember her teaching us, um, teaching me about um, the corn that she talked about from the garden, um, how to make cream corn from scratch, how you cut the bottom off first, scrape the milk out, and then cut the top off, you know, tuck, tuck, um, then freezing it and putting that date on there so you know how long you can use it for. Um, I remember just so many things. I mean, I remember her being protective of us. We would want to go to the store from down the street from where she lived at, and we would have to beg her after granddaddy 
and her husband gave us a quarter, could we please go to the store? And she would always be the holdout. So we had to convince her to let us go to the store, but she was just trying to protect us. There are so many different um, memories of our grandmother. Um, she was spicy. She was funky. She loved to joke and play around. Um, she was kind. She loved wearing hats. She loved getting dressed on Sundays, being sharp, coming to church. Like, she loved putting her outfits together. So my grandmother was a very um, a, a bright light in the world, a bright, bright light. And she made her presence known um, wherever she went. Amen. I think he can do a whole lot better than that. Let's thank the Lord. Thank the Lord for all of these words of tribute. Thank you all for painting a picture of Grandma. She was spicy. Come on, put your hands together for, for this family. I um, want you to, guys to know that you will continually, continuously be in our prayers. I want to thank each and every one of you for being here today. You didn't have to come by here today, but I want to say thank you to you on behalf of this family. I have a couple of cards that... I'm going to read, and um, and then we will continue in our worship experience. The first card is, there are places in the heart reserved especially for those most special to us. Your mother is one of those people, one who will be remembered today and every day with sympathy. Okay, from... I want to say this is Henry and um, Aretha and, and Quentin. We're praying for you. And I will make sure that the family has this card and the other cards that I'm going to read. A message of sympathy for your family. May these few words of sympathy help, at least in part, to ease the burden that you bear and the sadness in your heart. And this is um, signed by Judy. And I will make sure that you have both of these cards. Again, I want to say thank you to each and every one of you for being here and assisting this family during this time of bereavement. I want to say that today should not be the last day that you reach out to this family. Because tomorrow is going to be a little bit more difficult for them. So I'm going to ask you to continue to give them phone calls, continue to send emails, continue to stop by the house. Just continue to show them how much you care and allow them to know that you are with them during this time of bereavement. Thank you once again. After the singing of our next selection, the next voice you will hear will be that of our pastor, the Reverend Dr. Robert C. Scott. Come on and put your hands together for him as he comes. Just like, oh, I want to be ready. I want to be ready. I want to be ready to walk in Jerusalem. 
just like John. John said the city was built for square. Walk in Jerusalem just like John. And he declared he'd meet me there. Walk in Jerusalem just like, oh, I want to be ready. I want to be ready. I want to be ready to walk in Jerusalem just like if you get to heaven before I do walk in Jerusalem just like tell all my friends I'm coming to walk in Jerusalem just like cause I want to be ready I want to be ready in Jerusalem just like oh I want to be ready oh, I want to be ready I want to be ready to walk in Jerusalem just like John I've never been to heaven but I've been told walk in Jerusalem just like John the streets of In Jerusalem, just like John, I want to be ready. I want to be ready. I want to be ready to walk in Jerusalem, just like John. Walk in Jerusalem, just like oh, walk in Jerusalem, just like John. Can you all help me to celebrate the gift of Sister Naomi Worthy? Thank you so much for giving lift to this family during this particular time. I do want to say to Sister Martha and to Brother James and to these wonderful, godly granddaughters and to the um, the great-grandchildren and great-great-grandchildren. Um, um, 108 years is nothing to sneeze at. And, and, and I, I, I don't think that we really appreciate all that Sister Ira saw and dealt with. Uh, the Bible says that if you see three score a year and 10, which is 70, and by reason of strength, 80, that's something to give God praise for. This lady saw five score and eight. And God is to be praised. I want to thank Dr. Redmond for providing leadership. I want to thank uh, the musical gifts and talents of our music uh, Minister of Music, David Scott Gibson, to our ushers for being so faithful uh, in our media ministry, for giving uh, support to this family and making sure that uh, we can broadcast and share this uh, with others who were unable to come. Um, you, you can tell that um, they don't make them like Sister Ira anymore. <laughs> 
They just, just don't. And not only do I see it in her children, but when you have impact on your grandchildren, uh, that, that says, that says a lot. And, and so God is to be celebrated and to be praised for allowing this wonderful person to have longevity of life. She didn't look her age. Black don't crack. Amen. I know it doesn't, but don't sound a whole lot better. Uh, I do know the King's English. Black don't crack. Uh, uh, and, and so we, we just thank God for her. I, I, I know, I know, I know that it's, that hearts are heavy, but, but can I say, um, evangelist Shamira and evangelist Rosina, um, that even though hearts are heavy, you probably have more joy than you do heaviness. Yeah, you probably have more joy, uh, than you do heaviness. Um, Evangelist Ray, no, Evangelist Smith, rather, read from Psalm 23 um, so poignantly. And as I was refreshing myself in the back, um, it really confirmed what I wanted to do. Uh, and I just want to, if I could, I just want to lift up um, verse 6. Verse 6. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me. All the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. If, if I could put a tag on this text to the family, I want to talk about all the days of Ira Ray's life. All the days of Ira Ray's life. Saint and sinner, church person, and even agnostic is somewhat familiar with the psalm that has been presented earlier in this religious setting and what I bring to you at this moment. And I can imagine that Mother Ira was well acquainted with this particular psalm as she was coming into her own from childhood into womanhood and into being the matriarch of this family. And it's very significant because in times like this, you need to know that God's going to get you even through the moment that we call death. And let's be honest that when we lose a loved one, our hearts are broken. And even at 108 years old, some of us still wish we had another opportunity to say one more time, I love you. This particular psalm is it's called the pearl of the psalms. And interestingly, it is. Um, the second part of what is known as the Messianic Psalm, Psalm 22, Psalm 23, Psalm 24, come together and form a trilogy of Psalms known as the Messianic Psalms. And Psalm 22 deals with the forsakenness of God. And Psalm 23 deals with the providential care of God. And Psalm 24 talks about the sovereignty, the majesty, and the royalty of God. And so Psalm 23 is known as the pearl of the Psalms. And a whole lot of songs are based on Psalm 23. And, and most of us, whenever we get in a, a tight fix, uh, there are a couple of passages of scripture we love to quote. And Psalm 23 is one of them. And what I like about Psalm 23 is that Psalm 23 does not focus on David, the shepherd king. It does not even focus on his troubles or his enemies. This focuses on God and his character. 
But the problem with Psalm 23 is that we can become so familiar with it until it breeds contempt. But on the contrary, if you know who God is, it will not breed contempt but contentment because it words will give you hope, health, and strength. So I want to, if I could, just for a few moments, talk about what is it that David is dealing with as he pins the words of this psalm, and hopefully and prayerfully it will give this family the solace that is so necessary to navigate through the nefarious waters that we call a funeral. I want you to understand that David wants us to know that we have a foe in this life called death. And David says that the Lord is my shepherd, my shepherd. And what is it that shepherds do? Shepherds protect the sheep from predators and from foes because sheep are helpless animals. All of us in here from the choir stand to the back door got a foe that's coming after us. And that foe is known as the devil. And he's out to defeat us and destroy us. And he wants us to think that death has the last word. But when you know that Jesus Christ is your shepherd, Jesus says, I'm the good shepherd. I lay down my life for my sheep. When faith is placed in Jesus Christ, like Mother Ira placed in Jesus Christ, she knew him as her savior. So Satan was never a problem. And since she knew him as her savior, she knew him as her shepherd and the overseer of her soul. He became her savior first. Then he became her shepherd second. And she had a personal abiding relationship with God. You don't get to be 108 years old being mean as hell. You you don't get to be 108 years old doing any and everything you want to do. Notice David says that the Lord is my shepherd. Didn't say he was a shepherd. He said my shepherd. I believe that if Mother Ira could come back, she'd say, yeah, he's mine too. And that's why I'm able to bask in his glory forever and ever. So we have a foe that's coming after us, but we got a shepherd that knows how to take care of our foe. That's why you ain't got to fight some battles. Why? Because God is already taking care of it. But when you look at this psalm, if you look at psalm and you talk about verses 2 and 3, you also see that the shepherd knows how to give you fullness of life, even when it seems like it's empty. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want then notice what he does. He makes me to what, lie down in green pastures. Jesus knows how to give us rest. And that green pasture was a green patch of grass in the midst of a dry, barren land. And I believe that Mother Ira would tell you that when times got tough, she knew how to call upon the name of the Lord. And God gave her the rest that gave her the blessed power to be able to deal with all the things that had to come her way. The shepherd knows how to provide rest for our souls. But not only will he provide rest, but he will also give us refreshment. Uh, He leads me beside still, quiet waters. Uh, Shepherds know how to help their sheep get to quiet waters because sheep won't drink from loud waters. And there are times when the shepherd will come to a babbling brook and he will use his rod and he will take that rod and stick it in the water and he will carve out a patch for 
the water to come and for the sheep to drink from that water. I'm here to let somebody know that there were days when Sister Ira didn't know how she was going to make it, but the Lord was able to provide a way for her and let her know, I still got you in the palm of my hand. Not only will he provide rest and not only will he provide refreshment, but he also restores your soul. Oh my God, in, in a world like this, uh, our souls need to be restored. Uh, one of the things that sheep would often do is there are times when sheep would become what they call cast down. And cast down is when somehow the sheep turned on its side and could not get right back up. And so there were times when the sheep would have his legs sticking up in the air trying to get back up, but it couldn't because either it was too fat or the wool was too heavy. So what would happen is that the shepherd would come along and he would right side the sheep so it would be able to walk. Because if the sheep did not get right right, the sheep would die or it would become vulnerable to wild animals. But when the owner, when the shepherd found the sheep cast down, he knew how to lift it from his legs and rub his legs to restore the circulation until the sheep got back on his feet and was able to walk steady. I don't know to whom I'm talking right now, but I'm glad that we serve a shepherd. And I know Mother Ira was glad she had a shepherd that when days got rough and when she was on her backside and she couldn't do anything. She knew how to call upon the name of the Lord and she saw God come in and answer her prayer and write her backside up. And finally, finally the Lord, not only will the Lord restore and refresh and rest, but the Lord will put you in the right way. He guides me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Uh, here's what I want y'all to understand, beloved. Sheep do not have a GPS system. Sheep cannot read Apple Maps. Sheep do not know anything about ways. Sheep cannot read a GPS system. So sheep can get lost easily. They need guidance. They need somebody up in front of them telling them, let's go yonder. I want you to know that Cesira, because she had a relationship with God as her shepherd, a few days ago said, come on, baby, let's go yonder. I, I, I got something better for you. I don't know about anybody else, but I have to give God praise because Mother Ira was able to get to the places where God wanted her to be because she knew she could not depend upon her own understanding, but she trusted in God. I remember there were some days when they would bring her to church in a wheelchair and even in a wheelchair, she was able to give God praise. Why? Because she knew that the Lord was able to restore her soul. Uh, but uh, one more thing I want to help you to understand that, 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 that even though Mother Ira, uh, 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 knew the Lord and even though Mother Ira had a relationship with God, th- there were days, if we can be honest, there were days she had some concerns. Uh, there were days where she didn't know how she was going to make it. But, but the Bible says, the Bible says that the Lord knows how to help us through our fears. Uh, yay, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I, I, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you, Lord, are with me. <laughs> your rod and your staff, they, they, they comfort me. Everybody in here. Eventually, is going to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Everybody in here will eventually 
go the same route that we're going right now. But the joy that you and I have is that God gave the shepherd two instruments, gave him a staff, which knows how to keep us safe because that staff is guiding us and gave him a rod that knew how to fight off the predators, the lions, the bears, and others when they try to get us. The staff keeps us close. The rod keeps us safe. And both are symbols of intimacy and intentionality because God will never leave you to your own devices. Um, but notice, notice, beloved, and I'm wrapping up, that the grammar shifts at this point. David moves from talking about God in the third person to talking about God in the second person. He has been speaking about God. Now he's in the valley talking to God. And the only way that you can talk to God is that you got to know God for yourself. God became real when he had to go through the valley of the shadow of death. And dark valleys will let you know that God is more on your side in the darkness than he is in the light. Because when you're going through the dark valley and you can't see your way, God will hold your hand. And God will guide your quivering steps. Uh, let me go ahead and wrap this thing up. I've, I've held y'all too long. You learn more about God, not in the good times, but in the dark times. But can I give this to you all for free? Because oftentimes, Sister Naomi, we are so concerned about shadows. But shadows can't hurt you. Shadows can't harm you. The shadow of a bear can't bite you. The shadow of a lion can't defeat you. The shadow of a giant can't intimidate you. And the shadow of death cannot conquer you. In the midst of the valley of shadows, the shepherd does this wonderful thing. He lets us know you ain't going through it by yourself. You and I are not unexpected drop-ins as far as God's provisions are concerned. The Bible says he prepares a table before us. Watch this in the presence of our enemies and he anoints our head with oil. In other words, he refreshes us in the presence of folks who don't like us, not for them, but for you to let you know that anybody and everybody that try to stop you can't stop you. Why? Because the Lord will allow for you to have filet mignon in the place where folks want to try to take your meal and hold you back. And then he will also, watch this, anoint your head with oil so your cup will run over so the flies won't mess with you as you go through this thing. Let me get out of here. You got foes, you got fulfillment, you got fears. But hallelujah, you got a future. You got a future. Oh, you got a future. Um, surely goodness and mercy uh, shall follow me all the days of my life. Uh, goodness and mercy. The one, the twins. Uh, goodness and mercy. Our bodyguards, uh, goodness and mercy, our security patrol, goodness on one side, mercy on the other. 
Now, I know some of y'all can't shout. I'm trying not to let my Mississippi slip out. I, uh, uh, I, know, I, I know some of y'all can't shout about goodness and mercy. But doggone it, I know I can. Because goodness is when God gives me stuff that I know I don't deserve. Yeah, but mercy is when God withhold the judgment that he should have given me. And somebody ought to give God praise because goodness and mercy. Yeah, yeah, I know mama loved the Lord, but she needed both goodness and mercy. I know mama served the church, but she needed goodness and mercy. And I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but I believe I got to feel you all. Uh, I believe it's seven of y'all and I'll make eight to have to give God praise because I know that God's grace has given me stuff that I did not deserve. Uh, can I tell you what I didn't deserve? Uh, he woke me up this morning. I didn't deserve it. He started me on my way. I didn't deserve it. He gave me health, life, and strength. Uh, I didn't deserve it, but I also got to thank him for his mercy because he didn't have to let me live, but he did anyhow. Yeah, come on, Scott. Let's go ahead and ride because uh, Mother Ira lived to be 108 years old and somebody, yeah, ought to give God praise that God allowed for her to see 108 years old, but I want you to know that 108 years old ain't nothing compared to eternity and somebody here right now ought to give God praise because God did not let death be the end but God allowed for her to go to sleep because on that great getting up morning he's going to blow his trumpet and the Bible says that the dead in Christ shall rise and the rest of us that remain shall be caught up in the air and we shall bask in his glory forever and forever. Good afternoon, children. May the Lord bless you real good. But do I have anybody that ain't afraid to give God praise and tell the Lord, thank you. Thank you. Because the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Thank you. He makes us to lie down in green pastures and lead us beside the still waters. Thank you. He restores our soul and he leads us in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Thank you. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thank you. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely, 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 Goodness and mercy shall follow me uh, all the days of my life. Uh, but here's the shout, child. Uh, Mother Ira will dwell uh, in the house of the Lord forever. I'll see y'all later. Uh, my Mississippi done got a hold of me. Uh, but can you give God praise? Uh, because she's in God's house. Uh, basking in God's glory. Uh, having God's peace. Uh, basking in God's joy. Uh, and when you get to heaven uh, and you see God for yourself, uh, you can't help but fall down. Uh, and give him praise. And I can see 
Mataira, telling the Lord, thank you for every headache and heartache. Thank you for every trial tribulation. Thank you for every suffering and sorrow. Thank you for every pain and problem. Because if I didn't go through what I went through, I wouldn't be where I am right now. So can you give God praise and tell the Lord, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What a word, what a word we have heard this afternoon. You ought to give God some praise one more time. Come on, you can do better than that. Let's give God some praise for the word, for the word, that word that's going to keep us in the days and in the weeks to come. I want to invite the funeral directors to come now. We're going to continue these services at Beatty's Fort Memorial Garden. Before we leave, I want to let those of you who are here, family and friends, know that after we, the family leaves Baby's Fort Memorial Garden, they will be going to the K&W Cafeteria located at 349 Copperfield Boulevard in Concord, North Carolina. They will be there for their own repast. But if you've been blessed today, you ought to give God some praise in here. Come on, if this word has helped you, if it has helped you, come on, I mean, if it's helped you, you ought to give him some praise. I'm going to ask everyone but this family to please stand. Pastor and I will come and lead the family out, but to God we give the glory. We're going to ask if we could get some ladies that will serve as flower bearers. Would you come down? We're going to also ask um, for some gentlemen to be the pall bearers. We need at least six. So uh, if we can get some gentlemen that will come and be pall bearers. Amen. God bless you. Come on. Come on. Uh, amen. God bless you. You can, you can come. Uh, one, two, three. One, two, three, four. All right. One, two, three. I'm trying to count. Five, six. One, two, three, four, five. I need one more brother. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. All right. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Lord, the strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes came upon me, they stumbled and they fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. It's a highway to heaven. None can walk up there. But the pure in heart. Cause it's a highway to heaven. 
Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house there are many mansions, and if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. And where I am, there you may be also. Thomas said, how do we know where you're going, and who shall show us the way? Jesus says, I am the way, truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father except by me. For I know that my Redeemer lives and that he should stand at the latter day upon this earth. And though the skin worms destroy my body, yet in my flesh shall I see God whom I shall see for myself and my eyes shall behold not another. If you're not walking 